ask that you would guide our words, Lord, guide our thoughts, and so that whatever this this next couple hours is, <laughs> is exactly what it needs to be, and that it that people will listen to it, and that it will be that the our angels mm. will. Um, take the frequencies of our voices and of this recording and just disperse it wherever it needs to go and that it'll be an encouraging message and um, just a positive but real life, honest and true um, message for whoever um, whoever decides that they want to listen to it, that they would just be blessed by it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So it's, it's funny that you say all that because I feel like the last time that we recorded, we were in such a different place and it's so interesting how much life can change. I don't even know the last time we did record. I don't, I don't, I don't, I never keep up with time. I don't know when the last time we recorded was, but our last release was like summer, like May, June of 21. Mm. So that was our, the last time we released. So like a year yeah. and a half. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does not feel like it was that long it's ago. It's been that long. It's crazy because when I think about all the things that have transpired in that year and a half, I mean, I had a, um, you know, I turned 40 in 2022. And for me, it was so interesting. So I saw this quote from Brene Brown that said, you know, a lot of people associate that with a midlife crisis, but really it's not a midlife crisis. It's an unraveling. It's a desperate call to live the life that you want to live, not the life that you think you're supposed to live. And that was so interesting to read that because since July of last year, I have had so many things change. My business has changed. My personal life has changed. Um, my friendships have changed. My family has changed. The dynamic in every aspect of my life. And it's so crazy that all of that happened, not even just in a year and a half since we recorded, but really like six or seven months. I mean, and you're pregnant with your third child. You were pregnant with your second child. <laughs> oh, so, so that weird. was quick. <laughs> whoa, whoa, this is weird. This is weird. This is weird. So the last time we were, the last time we released an episode, if, the, if it was May, let me just look real quick. Cause I think it was a little bit, um, I just was listening. Okay. Yes. I was listening to our episode this morning, <laughs> whatever. Um, but it so cool. looks like our last release, yeah, was May 11th, 2021, which May, June, July, August, September, October. So it was like five months away from, I was thinking, I was, what if the timing lined up? That would be weird. But I was five months away from like having Moses. Almost exactly. Because he was born the 12th of October. Yeah, um, so almost exactly five months from having Moses. And now I am today... Um, almost exactly two months from having your third, the third, which third. we're not even really sure if it's a boy or a girl, but we're told, it's I mean, we're told it's a boy. It's so, well, the only reason boy. is because we don't have like a name, you know, so it's like he, yeah. he right? But yeah. Three boys under the age of what? Well, Rock is six. six. Yeah. But still, so I mean, that's a lot. I mean, yeah. thank God Ross. I mean, like, honestly, the timing with Roscoe, I couldn't have. I just don't think I couldn't have planned it better. Of course, I couldn't have planned it better. But he is just like, 
such he he's the perfect age. He's the best big brother. Oh. Like he, you know, he handles Moses when we need. Like he helps with Moses. I know he's gonna help with this baby. So it's. Just I think funny. it's so funny because like the one of the last times that we had really we spent so much time praying for you to get pregnant and uh -huh. it's like then you got pregnant with Moses which was I mean amazing how much time that you guys had, had you know uh -huh. tried y'all had even you know I don't, I'm sure this I'm not sure if this is public knowledge but y'all had even done the the foster uh, application uh -huh. y'all were gonna foster uh -huh. and now you're pregnant I was on fertility drugs that's and right I was off fertility drugs and then now um, you're you're pregnant with your third it's just like a yeah, I mean, like, it was how much in between, how much time passed in between Moses and this baby? Um, I mean. Had Moses in October and was pregnant the following July. So. Well, because the reason why yeah, I say that is. They'll be 18 months apart, but, like, it was, we weren't, like, consciously making an effort. Well, I'm just saying, how long, though, did you try to have Moses before Moses came? Oh, like 18 months? That, that's what, and then it. Oh, yeah. That's just like God's timing, you know? Yeah. Was, well the 18 and that was all, you know, not to get sidetracked or whatever, but it's a really cool testimony. Moses, me getting pregnant with Moses, um, was one of the first things that I really learned about just true surrender because I had been doing everything but that. <laughs> and, uh, and so when, when the Holy spirit told me to stop taking fertility drugs, I was like, what? That's one of the okay, magic so like took the got off of those, but then there were still some things that I really needed to let go of. There were still some things that I needed to take a break from, or just whatever. My own stuff won't bore you with the details, but um, the month that I decided to obey the very sweet soft voice of the holy spirit because let me tell you when it's the holy spirit it's tender and it's not and even when it's the father it's tender there is no condemnation in the voice of god so if you ever feel like you're being led by feelings of shame or guilt about something it's not from god amen it is a gentle nudge <laughs> it, is a, it is a gentle like a good father would hey you should probably not do this thing. I still love you if you do, but you should probably not. It's very much like that. And so when I finally listened to that voice and took a stand and asked Chris to take a stand with me and like agree with me on that, we were pregnant that month. So the <laughs> I surrender though. I just encourage anyone who is like really expecting something, whether it be wanting to get pregnant or wanting, you know, and I'm not saying it's the same for everybody, but, you know, listen to the still small voice because, because, oh my gosh, that, that voice is, that voice is everything. Well, it's the, everything. the be still and know that I'm God, mm -hmm. which is such a short verse, but so impactful because you finally did that. You had done everything that you could have possibly humanly done yes. to get pregnant. Yes. And when you stopped and you surrendered and you just said, I'm going to be still, I'm going to let you be God, it happened. And that's exactly what happened to me in every, no, I didn't get pregnant, but in every, but I wasn't trying to get pregnant. But in every aspect of my life, I realized as a 40 year old woman who is a, uh, you know, a mother, but also own, you know, I have my own career. I'm a realtor. Obviously you're a realtor. We have our own businesses, right? And I was striving all of this time for the last, you know, 20 years to be successful by what all the world's standards said 
I needed to be to be successful. And I was striving and I was working and I was striving and I was working and I never really felt uh, a piece about any of that. And then um, about six months ago, I had a choice to make, right? I had to uh, stop striving because the striving wasn't getting me anywhere. I kept trying to fix these situations or these scenarios myself. And until I finally realized I am not God, I am not in control. I have to just be still surrender and, and know that he is God. And, and when I started to do that, the peace in my life, that's mm -hmm. how, you know, he's real. Mm -hmm. That's how, you know, there is a God, because I think for, even though I grew up in the church and grew up in a a background with, you know, always being in church on Sunday and Wednesdays and uh, church camps in the summer, Disciple Nows, all the Protestant things that you do when you're in a Baptist church in the Bible Belt. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I ever truly believed in the realness of God and the actual mm -hmm. authenticity of there being a God who loved me, mm -hmm. who cared about my well-being, who wanted me to live an abundant life, not a mm -hmm. life of striving constantly. Mm -hmm. When I realized that and actually was able to receive grace and receive his love, I stopped striving and I'm not, look, I'm not in the best financial place I've ever been in my life. I'm not in the best, you know, emotional space I've probably ever been in my life, but I trust that he has a plan for me. And I never did that before. I always mm -hmm. wanted to step in and somehow tweak that plan, control that plan, mm -hmm. make that plan, whatever I thought it needed to be. He'd give me a little bit and I'd be like, okay, I got this, God. I don't need you anymore. Mm -hmm. I got this, you know, but mm -hmm. when I actually just said, okay, God, you've taken everything and I really don't have a way. I just got to stop now. Like, right, there's nothing right. left to work with here. And right. then I started to feel at peace. And and what's so funny is by the world's standards, Ansley, I would they would look at me now and be like, Wow, like your business isn't as strong as it's been. Mm -hmm. You're separated from your husband and um you're going through that and that is you've separated from business partners and, and everything looks like it's out of control. Mm -hmm. But yet I feel more peace than I have felt in a really long time. And I think being authentic, I always prided myself on being authentic mm -hmm. and living an authentic life. But it really, it was an authenticity that strove, that, that I was striving from what Brittany wanted to put out and mm -hmm. be authentic, not mm -hmm. what the Lord was asking me to do. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I a hundred percent agree with you. You strove for so long or strived. I don't know the word to mm -hmm. get pregnant and you did mm -hmm. everything you could. Well, I was striving for so long to make it look like I had everything together because mm -hmm. that's what I, I thought was expected of me. But as I have now turned 40 and had my, you know, quotation midlife crisis, I have um, felt this just like desperate unraveling to really follow whatever it is that God has for me. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not real estate, you know, maybe it's mm -hmm. not Shreveport Bossier. Maybe it's not all these things that I thought it was going to be. And I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I'm going to surrender that. And I'm just yeah. going to try to listen to this still small <laughs> voice that says, because when I come in with my voice, you, I would mm -hmm. always ask you this. You remember I'd say, how do you know it's God? Cause I, a lot of times I think it's me in my own head mm -hmm. and, and you would be like, well, you just know, because it's, you know, it's gentle mm -hmm. and it's loving. And I'd mm -hmm. be like, well, I'm like a, a Ram truck coming <laughs> in. Like, right. In my mind, I'm like, Brittany, you need to do this. You need to go be a broker mm -hmm. here or start mm -hmm. a business here or do mm -hmm. this here. And it's, you're just, it's so true. The moment that you stop and you just be still and know that he's God and you surrender that it's, I don't know how it is for everyone, but yeah. for me, it's the peace that comes. It doesn't necessarily make things easier. No. I mean, ease is never something that we were promised. Mm -mm. We were never promised 
We were never promised that things that we wouldn't have things that were going to happen in our lives that would be, you know, tough yeah. like that, you know. So um, but but following the voice of the Holy Spirit, me and a couple friends of mine that are very dear to me are like we laugh so much just about. What a roller coaster. Like what a roller coaster it is to truly just wake up in the morning and go, okay, well, I'm going to, before I do anything today, I'm going to first, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit, like what, where I'm supposed to manage my time today. And then also like when I, you know, asking the Holy Spirit, do, do I go and buy this thing or whatever the case may be. But like when it comes to like, especially, um, just day to day dependence on him, like you truly never know where your day is going to go and and how things are going to look even tomorrow based on a thing that happened today and like that's just I don't that's know. also it's, a discipline that you have to learn you know and that's it thing. is and it's something that I feel like every person even the people who are like oh my gosh I spend four hours a day in the presence of the Lord <laughs> like they are still like you've never arrived with 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 God like right. you're you've never like I am here now and I am like my anointing is so much higher or my I hear him so much better than other people or whatever like you're never going to arrive if you think you're going to arrive you're not yeah um, well, that's that's what but God that's also what's very exciting that's right because <laughs> well, you can always you can always get closer you can always go higher you can always learn new things like well, it's like somebody that's teaching. addicted to drugs. Like they, they, they always are looking for that next high. You know, like you, mm-hmm. you do everything to the point where you get to that high, right? And then you're like, well, what's the next thing that's going to give me the next high? And that's the beauty of God. Is like I never realized that that's what is so exciting about your journey with Him is that there is no ending point. Yeah. Like you can keep getting higher and higher yeah. and higher and more and more and more with Him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, but but Absolutely. that's it's like an addiction, but a healthy addiction, yeah. right? But when you realize that there's <laughs> right. no, you're never going to arrive. There's never a destination. And the, I mean, there is obviously, you know, death and when we are with Him. Right. But right. I mean, like in the sense of your life, it's never there. The the details and the joy comes in the journey. Right. It's the journey, not the destination. But I think that that's what's so exciting about this future right now that I have so much uncertainty in the actual like details of what my day to day life is going to be, you know, even with like real estate and just being a mom and Mm -hmm. being, you know, not having a spouse right now and and all the things that I'm learning about myself at 40 years old as a a, a woman who's just trying to navigate life. I mean, navigate the emotions and navigate the details like you said I mean you should wake up every day or we I wish that I did wake up every day and start put my feet on the floor and say okay God what do you have for me today <laughs> mm-hmm. but one thing that I noticed Ansley about myself is that I always felt like I had this higher calling that I was supposed to affect all these people in some way and I was supposed to deliver some sort of message and talk to as many people as possible because I have a gift when it comes to communication but I realized, like, it could just be that the most amazing thing that he has for me is that I was just a very dedicated servant that mm-hmm. served him every day. And maybe it's that I just washed somebody's feet every day. Or maybe mm-hmm. it's that I just taught a Bible study mm-hmm. class. Or maybe I taught a Sunday school class. But I was faithful. And that mm-hmm. would have been just as impactful as being, you know, on the radio or being on TV or being on or having a podcast, you know, whatever it is. 
I could still be everything that he needed to be me, needed me to be and affect those that I was supposed to affect, even if it was just a menial, in quotation marks, job. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And that took a long time for me to realize. I always thought that I was supposed to do some great thing, that I was waiting to arrive. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, going back to your arrival. Right. like You're going to stand on the podium one day like, yes. I opened 25 <laughs> orphanages yes. in Africa. Yes. Look at yes. what I did, as yes. opposed to like, Oh my gosh, no, that one time the Lord told me to go to Africa just for like a month and like I did that and I went and spent and I went spent time like that's the same whatever his voice is saying is what's most important, you know, like and I, I beat myself up about it all the time too because I'm like, you know, I know that I'm supposed to be doing music, but I also know like that. I feel like I I have experienced enough in the past like two and a half years to know that my version of what I'm going to experience or what I'm supposed to do with music is probably not anything close to what God actually wants me to do, you know, and what he actually has planned for me. So, um, you know, and maybe it is, maybe, you know, maybe there is some grandiose thing, but also it could be, it could just that be that I'm just ministering worship. through song. Yeah, that's it. I was and, and, and being and faithful changing, with that. you know, change, changing the the atmosphere of a room, and and that's it, you know, and that's awesome, and that's fine. I mean, going back to like what we were talking, you were mentioning, you know, from the world's perspective, when they look at like, I feel like this is a good segue, when they look at you know, you everything that you're doing on paper, which. I think a really funny thing to to kind of talk about is how nobody else, nobody actually really cares about like, you know, what agents are like selling what numbers. I feel like people don't actually check that stuff. I don't, at least I don't. And, and, uh, but I feel like we kind of, well, there are some long, people that care about it. There are some uh, people that, maybe, and, yeah, and I will say that kind of affected in my early career. I'll be honest with you in real estate. That was a big focus of the brokerage that I was at. And so yeah. that kind of trickled over into my life. So, but I haven't looked at that stuff in a while. Right. Like I don't. So, but for those who maybe do know that like, you know, Brittany and Ansley are no longer working together and Brittany is, you know, going through this and she's, she's, um, you know, she's only sold X amount of dollars last year or whatever. What they don't see is like all the time that you got to spend with your children and all the time that you got to, um, do, you know, that, that I went on vacation and I actually, for the first time in seven years in real estate, I, I took three vacations in one year and I actually put my phone down and I spent time and enjoyed. Whereas in the past, and you know, when we were in the hustle of it, I mean, when we were in the prime of the most real estate, I I think that was what, like 18, 19, 20. I mean, yeah, probably. I don't remember the year that you came to me and said, I cannot work leads anymore. I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. I mean, uh, like the the year before that, like when we were. Yeah, I stopped working leads in late. Nineteen. Late, nineteen. It was nineteen. Late yeah. nineteen. Which because, is yeah. And I haven't worked a lead in a year and a half, but I I definitely can I was literally thinking about you the other day and I was thinking, I cannot I have so much respect for her because I did start <laughs> uh company leads about a month ago because mm-hmm. you know, if if you're if anybody's aware of the real estate or the market or anything like that, mm-hmm. everybody knows that the end of the year last year was difficult, I feel like, for all realtors. Yeah. I mean the uh economy kinda did a weird thing and over the summer it was like real estate was going at the beginning of 
of the year and we were hustling and bustling and then the summer happened and it was like I had two closings after July. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, that was weird for me too, actually, because I like killed it till April. You did. Like, you I like I was it. like, dang, like this is the life and like, wow, you know, as far, I mean, now I was busy, 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 but like killed it through April also found myself um, dipping back into some not so great, you know, habits and things like that, you know, to keep up with, with yeah. everything, you know, it's like, and, and like, whatever, kind of felt myself slip away a little bit at times and had to bring it back in, you know? Yeah. So like, you know, there's always something on the flip side. It's never just, yeah. So, <laughs> well, the reason though I think that but, you've done really good, I will compliment you on this, is that you started to set really strong boundaries with your time and you started to do intentions. Like you started to in, in, honor those intentions with whatever time you set aside. And that was something that I was really frustrated with in the beginning. Honestly, when we split, it was because I was so frustrated about the timing. Like, no, we have to do this. We have to do real estate full time. We have to do this is how we mm-hmm. provide for our families. And then looking back at it now, I wish that I would have just been still and and said I'm gonna honor those time boundaries too that's what I needed to do Mm that's what would have been healthy and instead I just poured myself more into it if that makes sense is that you know (laughs) I do the exact opposite and so I want to compliment you on that because it took me a year longer to get that because I think our final stuff was maybe in January of last year is that yeah I was gonna say this has been about a year since we've separated into that but yeah just to touch on that it was so weird because spring was like booming and then I didn't what would typically be my busiest three months so like June July Mm -hmm. August were dead same but I had this cushion of course same um you know to kind of get me through and then it kind of picked up a little bit in the fall and like you know had had a couple closings in December that literally saved Christmas and like, <laughs> like a movie. you know, but we were still like, we were like, dang, let's just go to the Dollar Tree and just throw a bunch <laughs> of stuff in a bag for Moses. Like, that'll be cool. <coughs> but anyway, um, now I think that's probably a good segue because I was, I did like, I was praying a little bit about this this morning, of course. And I do feel like, you know, there's probably a lot of like, I say a lot. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. There's probably at least a little bit of chitter chatter still, you know, about. Oh, yeah. People ask me about it all the time. Yeah. I mean, people, yeah. I mean, especially closer to the beginning and like last year. Oh, you're not with, you know, you're not with Brittany anymore. You're not with with Anthony anymore. How's that be? Y'all go together. So good. Y'all are perfect to get. Like, I would, so many people were like, Literally, I remember telling this one guy because he asked me, and I just remember his face. You know how, like, people, I'm sorry, I'm, and I'm not trying to cuss, but you know how people just have, like, resting bitch face and uh-huh. they can't, or RBF or whatever, and uh-huh. they just can't. I'll never forget. He just, he could not control his face when I told him. He was like, wait, like, you and Ansley aren't a thing anymore? And I was like, no, not in business. We're still a, fr- we're a thing in life. Yeah. We're just not a thing. You know, we're not together in business. And he just, like, his face, like, contorted in this, and I'll tell you who it is after this, but <laughs> it was, like, this really weird face that he made, and he was just like, I, I, I don't think I can imagine that. Like, it was just <laughs> right. so funny. So it, it it's like so many people would come up, and they couldn't understand how we could be friends, and we could mm. be okay, and we could still love mm. each other. And it was mm. like, it was just in that moment in our life. And you know what I told everybody? 
And this is the truth. Like, death is the end. Mm. Divorce is not necessary. It's not the end. You know, splitting your partnership, it's not the end. Like, death is the end, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. ever mean that there won't be a time that we reconcile or that we're together in some other way or that we're not. Right. Maybe it's not real estate. Maybe it's right. something else. But I know that my journey is supposed to be with you in some way. Yeah. And I've always known that. I just didn't know what the timing was going to be. Does that make sense? Like, of course. And it doesn't have to be real estate. It just, we were too good together. We were brought mm together for a reason and mm-hmm. for whatever reason that is I'm still trying to figure that out but mm-hmm. I'm so excited because I had so many people ask me to start recording this podcast again <laughs> and um so when you you know randomly wrote me like a week ago I think you said it was Chris's idea or Chris had started like I can't remember we what. were talking about we I was texting you I mean I, I hadn't texted you yet no but I don't even remember how Brittany came up but we started well, we I had were, three people the week before, and I yeah. told you this, when you text me, I, and I even, we can even read the text message, I said, oh my gosh, that's so weird, because I I'd had three people ask me if we were going to record another season, and then when I texted you back and said, oh my gosh, I have that, you said... Chris thought you would say that. And so yeah. I didn't know what that meant. I was like, maybe somebody said something to him. I think like, we were talking about just generally, somehow we got onto the topic of like, the podcast and we because we chris and i always feel like oh, we, we were talking about music and like demos and he we were talking mm-hmm. yes yes band. we were talking about music that's yes we were talking about music so this is what chris was just saying we were we were it was a totally unrelated discussion we were talking about music and so we started p- pulling up old voice memos and stuff like the band and just laughing about those some songs and all that and then um we somehow got onto the topic of the podcast theme song and which is um, still my favorite and like, I was like I still randomly listen to it sometimes <laughs> yeah. like I have it on my phone well, it's like it and should I, be a whole song I mean I love it like I still just and love also, it that love was it, like it. a divine download like I came up into this room I prayed and I was like Holy Spirit, like, I want the perfect theme song, like, for this. I think I wrote that thing in literally 20 minutes. I have a voice memo of, I'll have to play it later for you. Um, But I have a voice memo of, like, me just kind of, because I didn't have, know the music or anything. And I'm just, like, singing it. And it's, like, a little bit different from the final version, but I'm singing it on my phone. And it just was so fast. And, like, we were talking about it, talking about just how the artwork it's so good. Oh, it's amazing. I and mean, how shout out to John Adams, my brother-in-law, yes. for, for doing that. And so talented. And patient with us as we, like, made him change all yeah. these things. I don't like this about my face. Can you make right. my nose look like this? And he's like, well, your nose is kind of like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's kind of what you know, it like, looks like. a different picture. And so that mixed it. He chose a different He's a different so angle. talented, though. Yes, so if you need talented. any graphic artwork, he's still doing that, right? Well, like, he works, like, you know, corporately. And so anything oh. he does freelance is always like a special favor or oh, whatever well, but i you, wish John. he would i wish he would take a leap and like dive more he into that so talented stuff i cannot say enough I feel like there's no ceiling for him well it's like you i mean it was like a divine download and he came back with that so quickly that yeah. that drawing and that 
all the things. Uh-huh. And just like you got the divine. Uh-huh. It was so meant to be. Yeah. Like all of it working out. And the fact that like, I mean, do you remember, I, this is total off subject, but a couple of years ago we were like top team or something and we were getting an award and when we were at Remax and all, uh-huh. the whole way back y'all had to describe what a podcast was to me. Do you remember <laughs> that? Do you remember that? Yeah. I didn't know what it was. And so you were like, you need to listen to podcasts or whatever. And Chris was like, I ho- I mean, or you were like, Chris hosts a whole national podcast. And I'm like, so what's a podcast? Like explain. And here we are yeah. recording our own podcast. Here I know what podcasts are now, Chris. I want you to know. And I actually listen to them <laughs> regularly um, on my phone and yeah. when I'm in the car. And so it's like, changed my whole life like mental health and wellness and uh spiritual stuff and sometimes a little bit of crime you know like true crime but thank you all for introducing me to the world of podcasts yeah my point in even bringing it up is because like everything as far like we've always chris and i have always felt like there's something in the podcast like we're supposed to have a podcast as a couple we believe that we just don't know what it is and then there's like we want to have a a we have so many ideas that we've thrown out, but, but y'all are so creative anyway. too. And that's a, that's a, that, to me, like y'all's music and your creativity, even like drawings or paintings or artwork or anything that y'all do. And, you know, I think a lot, I think a lot of people when they're healthy and they're happy and they wear, they're where they should be spiritually, not that there's an arrival, but there's a journey, right? Mm-hmm. You are able to produce product. You're creative. You put things out into the world that are creative and you and Chris have always done that, right? Even before you knew mm-hmm. the Lord, but now you do it with a purpose and it's like, it's a divine download almost, if that makes sense. And so, I mean, yeah, I hope it is. Well, um, I think it is. I think y'all are like some of the most incredibly talented people. We definitely have had things that we put out that we're like, should we take that back? Uh, (laughs) But it's fine because like, it's cool to like go back and see kind of, I love to go back and listen to me and Chris just like hammered talking about like conspiracies and Jesus. Oh my God. It's like so different. It's like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I freaking said that. Y'all used to be so into the conspiracies. Like, well, I, mean, I mean, we no, and you still are. No, yeah. no, 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 but I'm just saying now. it's different. Like you have like a different perspective on it and it's like, you can yes. still be that way, but it was like y'all back then there was no anchor. Does that make sense? Yes. Like it could have been anything. Right. And now it's like, it's anchored. Does that make sense? Like you can still, I mean, there are still a ton of conspiracies. Like don't even get me started Everything's on a conspiracy. COVID and heart attacks. Y'all. Um, I'm just going to tell y'all right now, get that COVID <laughs> shot. You're going to get a heart attack. I'm just saying, but I'll just, you can edit that out if you need to, but I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> I mean, so if y'all into COVID, just don't listen to this podcast. Cause oh, Lord. I'm pretty convinced I'm taking my shoes off, <laughs> getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we, <laughs> sorry, I'm just saying, okay, my bad. If that's not politically correct. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I, I've had, I've found myself not being near as politically correct as I used to be. And I'm kind of loving that about myself, if that makes sense. But I mean, it is what it is at this point. Um, so anyway, we were talking about that and we ta- we listened to the theme song and Chris was like, I think y'all need to record another episode. I like, I feel that in my spirit that y'all need to record another episode. And I was like, I mean, I would love to do that. I think that'd be really cool. He's like, I mean, I bet Brittany like, I'm sure she would be totally down. And so then I texted Brittany and Brittany was like, this is so, and this is so weird. Like, you know, somebody, other people have been asking me about this lately. And Chris was like, I just had a feeling she was going to say that specifically like that. Other people had, had, had been asking her. About yeah. It Cause I had thought about it cause it's so much fun and I love being with y'all and it's such a great environment and it's so happy and healthy and, and I love it. But it was like, I didn't want to, 
you had so much going on. I mean, you had just gone on your solo real estate career. You're pregnant with your third child. Like, you know, you had a lot. Y'all are doing the band leading worship at church. And so I didn't want to be like, hey, you know, you want to add this to your list? And so it was good that you reached out to me because I had been, I wanted to do it. But it was just crazy that like in that Mm -hmm. probably seven or eight days prior to you sending that, I'd had several people ask me, Mm -hmm. y'all should do another uh, podcast. And so it was, you know, it just Um, worked out. Yeah, it totally did. Um, so back to kind of where we, Brittany and I, I, I don't even, I mean, I hate to say we've separated, we parted ways, whatever. Brittany and I were always more of a partnership than like a buyer's agent right. and like team, like I would say in the beginning, very much so a team leader yeah. with a buyer's agent, you know, but nothing ever really like we, we had a team of three for a few times, but yeah. it was all always kind of temporary. Yeah. Um, because yeah. it really, I mean, it takes a lot so to be, <laughs> to be with somebody and be so communicating much. with somebody as much as we we're, we were with each other and communicating. And so I don't know um, that I could ever do it with anybody else the way that I, I did it with you because it was so natural with you. It was like almost a, a God, like, I mean, it was, it was a God connection because I, since then, but you know, Ansley, sometimes you don't know what you have until you don't know what you have, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I didn't, I didn't realize that. Does that make sense? Like I, I, I did realize that, but I didn't realize that in the way that I wish that I would have taken a step back and honored that and just allowed you to go through the chain. I mean, when we, uh, you literally just smelled your shoes. It, <laughs> I started to smell something kind of cheesy. And oh, garbage-y. good. Okay, well, I'm gonna come over and here. And I was like, "Is it mine?" Because no, took- and I th- it's. <laughs> I just took mine off first. No, like, it's it's that. It's it's mine. Oh my gosh, my hips! I y'all. wear these shit oh. these shoes like every single day, and they. I need to put we some, need some baking odor, soda some up, in their up in there and like get that kind of yeah. get that smell. Look, if I start smelling cheese, that's going to be the end of our uh, podcast. Steve. <laughs> Episode one, Chris. I'm just letting so you know. Gross. It was like foot smell, but I knew it was those shoes. Anyway, well, the point that I'm trying to make though is that <laughs> I think you have to go through those moments of like I wish that I could have sat back and. I mean, Ansley, when I, when you started working with me, like you were a completely different person and then the download and the change happened and the religion, not religion, the faith came in and it was like your whole life changed. Right. And what I wish I would have done, and I can humble myself enough to say this now, I wish that I would have allowed that change to happen in you and sat back and watched that change and honored that change instead of making rash decisions that Brittany was making and not God was making. Does that make sense? Like, I wish I would have given you that time to like realize who you were becoming, you know, the worship and the, just everything that you were doing, like those weren't bad things. They weren't, but it was like, I still was stuck in that. Got to strive, got to hustle, got to sell real estate. We got to be on all the time. I didn't Mm -hmm. put the boundaries in. And even though I said I wanted that with my family, maybe I didn't want that because that was going to force me to make some of the decisions that I was going to have to sit in and realize about myself that I didn't want to acknowledge. And it was hard. It's hard sometimes to watch someone go through that and change in such a positive 
positive way when your mindset is not that way there's almost like a jealousy if that makes sense that you get not yeah, a jealousy no not I a jealousy, totally but like get a, what you mean you know though. what I'm saying like it I was totally almost forcing get what me you to mean. make I've decisions before yeah like, like and, and yeah. I'm, I'm sad that I wasn't mature enough or spiritually aware enough or just human enough to like allow that to happen and instead of making a rash decision like you just need to go your own way should I stay or should I go go mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. but I wish that I would have done that differently and I'm sorry about that because at the end of the day and everything that the Lord has his hand in everything and I know yeah. and all good works together for those that love the Lord does that make you, sense if yeah. we intend it for that right yeah but I do wish that I had allowed that change to happen because what you were doing was setting healthy boundaries and I it just took me a year longer to get there does that make sense like I wish that I had listened to the wiseness of what you were trying to say back then but I didn't and here we are so we're still together we're still on the <laughs> podcast and you know there's a there's a purpose and a there's a there's a reason for that period of our journey you know yeah so it doesn't have to be the be all end all but I found it interesting when agents would call me and you, I'm sure you did too. Like you and Brittany aren't together anymore. Like what happened? Oh, like, I mean like eating the Michael Jackson, eating the popcorn, like tell me all the things. And I'm like, I wish I could tell you like some scandalous story. Like she stole money for me or I stole money from her. She stole some million dollar client or something. Like I wish there was some sort of like, no, nothing. I mean, it's pretty much just, it was like a, a, an emotional change, if that makes sense. And it wasn't, it's, it's interesting Cause I've never really seen partnerships in real estate succeed. Mm-hmm. There's always been like a, someone gave more than the other and they mm-hmm. end up presenting their partner and they mm-hmm. did. And I felt myself, I felt myself starting to go down that journey. And now it's so different. It's like seeing what you brought to the table and what you were and all the things that you did and how quickly just, I mean, you're so smart and you're so, <laughs> you work so hard and you're so talented and, I love all the things about you and I'm so grateful that you still are a part of my life in any form and whether it's just sitting on this couch or seeing you, you know, once a month or whatever, or even just listening to you sing or, or the Grand Ole Opry that you do. Not, is it the Grand Ole Opry? No, <laughs> no not that'd the Grand be cool. Opry. Okay. What's it called? It's the Louisiana Grandstand. That's what I meant. But, yeah. <laughs> grand, no. grand, the grand, grand. Grand Ole Opry is That's, like a really big yeah, deal in Nashville. That means, yeah. That thing. Okay. But, but uh, I'm excited because Obviously, we've gone down different paths since the last time we recorded, of course, but it's interesting to see how much our life has changed since the last time we recorded, not just real estate, but just personally, obviously. And I'm excited to kind of, you know, start this back up with you and see where this takes us and sell it, sister, because we're still selling things, right? We're still selling things. And I got to be honest, I feel that the Lord has honored me, y'all. I mean, I don't have to sell myself on OnlyFans. I've made enough. I've made enough. I mean, at this point, like, I'm still surviving. I mean, even though the market took a downturn, I'm going to be honest, I did look up OnlyFans, and I was thinking, (laughs) I found out about it the other, about a month ago, and I was like, well, I could blur my face somehow, and then maybe I could, like, give legal advice naked, maybe, or something. I mean, I don't feel like the Lord would honor that, but I was thinking about it. I mean, it, it did cross my mind, I have to be honest. But I feel that that's a, a win. I haven't had to sign up for OnlyFans yet. so Yeah, that is definitely a plus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Um, but... Uh... <laughs> I mean, I was thinking of all the things, oh, I gotta be honest. Oh, gosh. I mean, I know. And I can't say, I haven't thought of this. I'm like... You know, I don't, Chris and I are always like, well, when in doubt, we could just start selling things. Yes. We'll just start selling yes. things out of our house. We'll yes. just put a sign in the yard that says yard sale, I've, knock I mean, on our door, walk through our house, make me an offer. But, you know, getting there, Ansley, I don't know. I mean, maybe you don't suffer from the disease of pride as much as I do. 
But I've had to do a lot of work, it, like it, a lot of inner work on that. Like, so maybe not as much as maybe mm-hmm. I did before, but we all have pride issues. I mean, I got to be honest. I'm thinking, you know, okay, I've worked my whole life. I've made all this money, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, hundreds of thousands. And it's mind blowing to me because they warn you, they tell you that, you know, if you even follow like Dave Ramsey or you don't even have to follow that, just have six months of savings because you never know what's going to happen. Well, then June happened, right? June Mm -hmm. of 2022 happened. And I'm going to always refer to that as the dumpster fire of the year of my life. 2022 is a dumpster fire for me in so many ways, but Regardless, I had to go through that the refiner's fire mm-hmm. to get on the other. And I'm not on the other side, but I'm starting to be on the other side. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because you know what I did? I stopped having so much pride. And mm-hmm. I started to be like, hey, uh, let's let other ideas come in. Let's let other thoughts come in. Let's other, let other people come in. Mm-hmm. Brittany, you don't know all the answers. You don't have all the answers. You ain't God. Mm-hmm. So why don't you stop trying to have control and just sit there and let things be? Because the Lord really does bring to you the people, it doesn't have to be just money. It can, the, the fulfillment and joy and the abundance can be the right people who pour into you what you need, Mm -hmm. you know, mentorship, advice. It can be, uh, just, just the peace, just peace in general, all the different people that bring peace. Right. And I didn't have any peace in my life in 2022. I had nothing but peace. In fact, I wouldn't have even known what peace was in 2022. It was the dumpster (sighs) fire of my life. My point in saying that though, is that it's, it's a fun journey, and I'm excited. 2023, he said it earlier. It's you said the year of um, what did you say? Suddenly, suddenlies. Well, I think it's going to be for me. It's the year of um, just coming into who I am because I'm, you know, like I said earlier, I'm 40. I've always, whether it was I wanted to, you know, whether I was a straight A student or valedictorian or you know, went to law school and became a successful attorney and then became a successful realtor or whatever it was, there was always something that I felt that I wasn't worthy of or that I didn't deserve. Maybe it was grace. Maybe it was love. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was, I, stri- I strived. I just mm-hmm. strived and strived and strived. And so 2022, when the market crashed for me and I lived off of my savings and I, because uh, like you said, I mean, the beginning of the year was great. Uh, in fact, I was like, okay, we made the right decision. Like, this is great. I mean, everything's going the way it should. And then June happened of 2022. Mm-hmm. And then in July and then August and so, Mm-hmm. Like it just got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And then it was like there was nothing left for me to even mold into a resemblance of anything. I couldn't, but he took, God took everything that he possibly could from me so that I would just be still. Mm-hmm. Because at one point I was sitting on my back patio in front of my fire going, there is literally nothing else I can do. There's no idea mm-hmm. I can come up with. There's nothing. I'm literally just going to be still. And then he started to bring people into my life, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Like it started to give me the emotional stability that I needed that I unfortunately couldn't get in my marriage or in my work environment and all the things that I was searching for. But um, church and the people started to pour into my life. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like all the people that I had given to all this, all these years, whether it was my time or advice or just my general well-being or good wishes or whatever it was, they started to come back and give that back to me. Mm-hmm. And that is how I realized that God is real. Really, it was through His people. Mm-hmm. His people started to honor does that make sense like Mm -hmm. and I I didn't really like I started to be shown grace through them 
but I had never allowed myself to experience grace, even though I knew that grace, I deserved grace, right? But for some weird reason, I didn't think I did. And so now 2023 is the year for me to explore and see all the possibilities to find out who I really am, what I'm truly passionate about. I've been a chameleon for a long time. I've become whatever I needed to become to survive Mm -hmm. or whatever I've become or whatever I needed to be to be at the forefront of whatever I was doing. Does that make sense? And now mm-hmm. it's like just trying to find out who I really am. And that's what yeah. the year of 2023 is going to be for me in every aspect as a mom, um, as a, you know, newly single mom, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. a, a business owner, a realtor, you know, a friend, mm-hmm. um, but a Jesus follower, like yeah. a true Jesus follower. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Not mm-hmm. the one that everybody thinks that you're supposed to be on paper, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not all the things that you're supposed to be. Yeah. And I'm so excited that I got to be, that you got to be a part of that journey with me because your yeah. transformation that happened in June of 2020 mm-hmm. was um, you and Chris was so influential in my life. Like it was such a, I'm not going to say drastic, but I mean, it was, it was a true, I mean, I mean it, was it, was, pretty it was pretty drastic. drastic. It's pretty drastic. Yeah. And it was real. It wasn't a phase. It wasn't a, Hey, this is um, something I'm going to try for a little while. You know, like mm-hmm. when you're always searching for something, I mean, you did it for so long, you searched mm-hmm. in all these different ways, right. To try to find what was going to bring you mm-hmm. peace and joy and lasting mm-hmm. fulfillment. And then mm-hmm. when you found I mean, I dabbled in all the new age. I mean, I've dabbled in, in which, you know, I mean, there's a lot of truth out there. There's a lot of of there's a lot of counterfeit truth out there. I'm just gonna say it. Um, and it's different, you know, when when God meets you where you are. And like, I think I kind of I say this all the time. Like, by not being raised in the church. Okay, so hold on. I was raised in the I church. Was like you were raised. In I the was church. raised Catholic, and then I was Methodist, and then I was. Then we were out, uh, like I was out of church, mm-hmm. and my parents. I was like, "I'm not gonna, y'all ain't gonna catch me dead in y'all Baptist church." <laughs> so like, you, you did know, everything, I but like, right. that's when I met you. When I mean, I, you not I didn't meet you, but I'm just saying that phase of life, you were very skeptical of that. Yeah, I was just like, I'm not on board with this church situation at <laughs> all. And so I think, though, honestly, by being never I wasn't ever raised in relationship with God and that is the difference and so like when God came in and was like okay I'm about to expose I'm about to drop some truth bombs on you in a way that speaks to you in a way that you can understand you not just like blanketed everybody like I think my lack of the lack of religion, if you will, um, in my life growing up um, kind of gave me a little bit of an advantage because I was just like, okay, all I know is what I'm experiencing right now. Like I had an, I had an experience, an encounter with the love of God. And so I don't, I, that's all I had to cling to was just, no, I know that this is real because of what I have experienced in my heart and in my body and in my physical body. And, in just like suddenly this suddenly thing that like, 
where everything changed and made sense and clicked into, into place. It wasn't because a pastor told me. It wasn't because of somebody said, Bible because the Bible, the Bible said or so. Or the, the Sunday school class or, or the whatever. religion of it, That's the rules right. of it. And it I was not in legalism Very much in the legal. I mean, not, but it's not anybody's fault. And I grew yeah. up in a great church, obviously. Yeah. But I'm just saying it was hard for me. I mean, there's good and bad in every church establishment. Of course every there is. One. I mean, because it's, it's, a, it's a human-made political, I mean, a human run right. political we are at, to some degree we're people right we're not <laughs> so i get that but right. i i envy that in a way like what you just said because it was hard for me to not rationalize the experience that i had uh-huh. does that make sense mm-hmm. i had to mm-hmm. i didn't get to have just that raw experience of true truth bomb coming in like the uh-huh. god experience there was no religion there was no rules for what you had it was yeah. just a true you know what you felt right. and you knew that everything you would try up to that point was not what you felt when you had that joy. That's right. And that's counterfeit joy. I, I had so much of not the legalism, I guess, or the religion of it, or the, it was like, I had forgotten that there were miracles and that there was a true relationship with God. I had forgotten how to just surrender myself to the Lord. It didn't have to fit into a Baptist box or a Catholic box or a Methodist box. It was Mm -hmm. just God, God and me. Does that make sense? Right. And I, I couldn't, I envy that in a way, right? Because it's like you you got to say, no, this is real because I'm I'm having this experience. I'm feeling this in my body. I'm feeling this in my mind. I know what true peace and joy is now. Mm-hmm. And it lasted. It's not mm-hmm. something, I mean, that's been, what, a year and a half now? And you've only grown deeper and you've only gotten further and thrown yourself more into your faith. And you are almost like a mentor and, and you've done, you've helped so many women and you've, you've done the work, if that makes sense. Whereas when you were trying to say to me, Brittany, you need to do the work. Here's some books. Here's some, you need to stop doing that. Not, you weren't telling me what I need to stop doing by mm-hmm. any means. It, it wasn't like that, but it was like you, but you do need to study. It doesn't like you have to put work into it. You do like not mm-hmm. work. The Lord is going to have that feeling with yeah. you. It's not that, but like you have to study it. You have to discipline yourself to get up every day and follow the word. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to see the things that he wanted me to see. <laughs> Like I didn't, I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to be like, no, God, no, I don't want that. Like, I don't want you to show me that I'm prideful and that yeah. I think my way is better. Well, that's a problem. A lot of times when, the, when we're raised in that kind of like, you know, um, when we're raised in that kind of legalistic, like teaching kind of mindset, which is we need teachers, y'all. Okay. We need teachers. We need teachers who know the word and who are, who are, but, but, but above all else say, you know, we need teachers that encouraged to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and listen to, and to hear the voice of God as well, because that's that's kind of what we're missing. I feel like a lot of times is like we have these teachers, but they aren't really encouraging a personal and intimate relationship. But, um, you know, it's different. It, you can wake up and read scripture every single day, but without applying it or somebody can tell you, can give you this incredible advice, you, right? You go to a retreat. Yes. And it's this yes. incredible retreat. And in that moment, you are literally experiencing miracles. You are like literally experiencing Which, healing in your I mean, body. This happened to us. Yeah. I mean, you you yeah. saw it happen to me. In yeah. a retreat and it, has, and it had happened to me before That's that. Right. So like there, I, I've experienced physical miracles in my body. I've experienced miracles in my heart. I've experienced miracles in my mindset, my mental health. I've we've experienced I've experienced all of this but like the truth with mm, 
Ooh, did you hear that? Yeah. Make some, <laughs> you're making some noises. Like, the truth without application is useless. That is so true. And the I, truth without application is useless. So people cannot. are going like, read all this truth and have fun. You can experience the truth it. and truly have that miraculous change. Like I did in October of 2021, mm-hmm. you know, it was, or yeah, 2021. I know that what happened there was true release and true like the Lord came down and released me of a lot of the spiritual bondage that I was in Mm -hmm. and it truly was freedom right but then you have to take that and you have to apply it every day and that's where I was struggling because time management or pridefulness or all the things that I suffered from that made me not all the things that I could have been right in that Mm -hmm. time because I didn't want to be disciplined. I didn't want to feel this. I want Brittany wanted to do what Brittany wanted to do when Brittany wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. So like if mm-hmm. I wanted to go watch Netflix and not right. do a Bible study, I just right. went and watched Netflix, you know? Right. Like, and that's where the difference really started to come is that I truly started to realize if you do not make it a daily habit, if you do not take the time daily mm-hmm. to either insert yourself in the word or just even take a time out mentally to have Sit a spiritual and be like, thank you, Lord. Yes. Just gratefulness. <laughs> just just that moment it. in your closet. And so I there's think there's no rules. And you don't even have to sit. That's the like, truth. You though. don't even have to sit. You can literally like be, I always beat myself. I beat myself up about this all the time about like feeling like I'm not like doing enough like that I'm not spending enough time like with him. Cause like, all I want to do is just go in my prayer room and just like t- light a candle and put on like really soft worship music and just be with, him. but like we are mothers and we work and like, mm. the, and God knows that. And there's such a grace over it. And like, we can, you can literally wash the dishes from a place of worship. Like, yeah. you know, it's What's a mindset? mindset. It's a mindset. Yes. Yeah. But, but all that to say, um, gosh, there was something I was going to say about the. Well, we probably oh. should, uh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, there, so it's, we, it's so easy if you don't like have that place of gratitude, you know, as often as it comes to your mind, um, it's so easy to forget. And I mean, that's what like literally the entirety of the old Testament is, is the Israelites just over and over again, forgetting what God has done for them. So that's why, you know, when people say things like, yeah, well, like I went and got saved at youth camp or whatever. And then like, uh, then realized it was all BS and moved on or whatever. Or, you know, yeah, people have experiences like this all the time, you know, because they're like in that place and then they lose it. It's like, it's like, we just were human and we forget and without, you know, we're going to fall away. We're going to fall away if we don't walk every day in the things that, the things that God has done for us. If we are not constantly, I remind myself every single day who I am and what he says about me and just identifying the lies that we say speak over ourselves so much and that we speak over others just like, no, no, that's a lie. When I sit here and tell myself that I've done something, you know, wrong because I, I, you know, 
I don't. Failed I can't think of an example. Way. I failed in some way. But, I should have done that thing, like and you I didn't do it. Failed by the standards of like this was you should have done this. You know, mm-hmm. you should have called this person back, or you should have, you know, right. put effort into the work or whatever it is, or you should have played with your children more, or you right. should have cleaned the house more, or you should. Yes. That's all a lie, and that's yes. what I gave so much of that, and that's I think a good segue into what I would like to talk about in our next podcast, which is your mindset and mindfulness and like the reason that I want to talk about that is because that robbed so much from me and I think there's so many mm-hmm. women who allow their the way they talk to themselves the way that they talk to like your inner self like self you know like I would mm-hmm. just beat myself up constantly and I really I want to focus on um you know how we need to talk to ourselves because seeing yourself the way that the Lord sees you is such a different such a different view and I had never viewed myself from the way that God viewed me. Does that We're make also sense? broken, and we so so few of us have ever experienced a love that is anywhere close to what the love the, to the love God has for us. Even if we were raised in 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 loving families and loving environments, like that that. Um, you know, we're, we've all been hurt and we've all been broken and we all have, have these things. And it's like really hard for even people who have been going to church their whole lives and, you know, call themselves believers or whatever they want. You know, it's so hard to accept love. And so much of our, of, of our brokenness is rooted in the fact that we simply just don't know how to accept love. That's right. I didn't know how to receive it. We don't know how to accept it. We don't know how to receive it. It's not that we don't know how to give it, but how the beep are you going to know how to give it if you can't receive it? It's like, how are you going to, somebody posted something the other day about the church needs to be better at like building people up and this and that. And I'm like, we don't know how to build ourselves up. We literally don't know how to build ourselves up because so how, how, if we can't sit and have a, if you can't sit down and have a pep talk with yourself, right. Everything that you, every pep talk that you give somebody else is going to have kind of sprinkles of just like, um, in genuine, well, you're giving aspects. from an empty like, cup. You're just, I mean, right. you're, like, you're lifting somebody you're, up from like a, not, from your soul, yeah, from your flesh, from your flesh, right? You're it's not, not. It's I not. Mean, a and true... you, it's not that we don't intend those words. Of course we do, but it's not coming right. from a well, the well right. that Jesus filled. You know, I'm right. saying the well that God gave us to, right. to build other people up, right? Right. And that's what I would do so much. Like I would just right. give to other people and build them up, but it wasn't coming from. I wasn't fulfilled, and I was not giving from the true well that I needed to be given from. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so I was just depleting and depleting, and it wasn't that we didn't have yet, like you said sprinkles of wisdom or sprinkles of truth yeah. in that, of course, but it wasn't genuine. And so, I mean, it, it was genuine in intent, yes. but it wasn't coming from, does that make sense? Yeah. Like the, if it's the well that never dries up, you know, then you can yes. continue to give and yes. give and give, but we yes. don't know how to do that for ourselves. Is exactly. What That's what so I'm how saying. Can we we do don't know how people? to do it for ourselves. We don't know how to like, how many of us can literally be like, no, like I love me. I do love me. And that's, that's like, so you like so many people would probably answer that survey with a big fat no. I searched so long and so hard from validation from others to love me. I was striving for that because I never loved myself. Mm-hmm. And then when I stopped down, set, stopped and sat down with myself and said, 
I actually really like me and I would thrive off of the compliments of others or the attention of others in a not and not even like a oh it wasn't like a oh you're so smart or you're so pretty it wasn't that it was that I wanted people to see that my heart was good and that I intended good things for people does that make sense like my intentions if someone doubted my intentions it would just oh it would just make me sit in that for days like how could you doubt that I didn't want good things for you mm. and that like, I even, hated that too like when I could tell you because you can sense too you can when, when you when somebody is off put by you mm-hmm. or when mm-hmm. someone is is not sure about you you can you can girl we in sales that. We in sales and they think we want a paycheck, right? So mm-hmm. when you're a realtor and you're people calling you or whatever, like the lead thing that we were talking about earlier, you're mm-hmm. in leads and it's like, you're trying to convince them to use you over someone mm-hmm. else. And they're like, well, you're just trying to get a paycheck, right? Well, like when someone thought that about me, that just was so like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I am trying to get a paycheck. I ain't doing this for my health. Okay. But it's not because it's not because right. I don't want you to still have what's right and what's right. good. And I still want good things for you, even as a realtor. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, I'm not trying to sell you yeah. some house. It's going to crack and fall into the earth in five years or whatever. Like, I'm still trying to help you get to your next step. And when you're in sales and someone just accuses you of, like, you just want money or you just want the sale or does that make sense? Like, I would sit in that for days because it Mm -hmm. would just kill me because I could sense what I was off-putting to someone. Mm -hmm. But in that, I've learned that I cannot control what other people think of me. Yes. I cannot control how they receive me. I cannot yep. control how they interpret what I'm saying. I can only control me mm-hmm. and their, my response to the situation. So if someone truly thinks that, that's them sitting in something else in their self mm-hmm. that I haven't, you know, I had nothing to do with, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not putting that out there. I'm not asking, does that make mm-hmm. sense? It's like not, I'm not putting mm-hmm. out like, let people think I'm trying to take advantage of them, mm-hmm. right? Or let people think that I'm offensive or I'm too loud or... I'm too selfish or I stink or whatever it is. I don't care. Like I had to learn that I couldn't control that. Mm-hmm. And mindset is just key to all the things. Mindfulness. It really is. It really is. And, you know, we don't gain an hour by being anxious about anything. We don't even gain a single hour. And what is cool about just, you know, knowing that, you yes, we can't control anything, but all we have to do is even before we – Make that first phone call is just be like, okay, God, this is in your hands. And like, if I get this client, I don't. And if I do, I do. And if they have something, you know, if they, if they don't receive what I'm offering them, it's in your hands and having that piece to go. And it's okay. That's right. Because obviously, you know, what's best for me. Obviously, you want the best for me, you know, and, and financially, but you have to really we believe be, that. Yeah, you do. You you, do. And I didn't. You and that's the thing. To. I didn't want to ask because I didn't really believe the answer. Right. I wouldn't even ask before a client or ask before a situation or whatever it would be. It was like right. because I knew that I wouldn't accept the answer. Right. I wouldn't really believe that he did want what was best for me. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? And so now that my, excuse me, my mindset has changed in that, it is unbelievable what the universe, what when I say the universe, I mean God, what mm-hmm. God has brought to me through people or through opportunities or through situations, just by change, what you focus on expands. It's mm-hmm. so true. Mm-hmm. And if you focus on all that negativity and that anxiousness and that fear, fear is a liar mm-hmm. that will rob you of so much. I mm-hmm. mean, I sat in that for so long last year and now I'm like, I ain't gonna be afraid no more. Mm-mm. I ain't afraid no more. No. <laughs> like, I, ain't, I ain't scared. It's true. Like, would you, ra- like, would you rather spend... 
Would you rather know in one phone call, you know, that somebody, you're probably not going to be the agent for that person and be done with it and have peace about it? Or no, please, please, please. um, No, I'm going to do anything that I can. I'm going to spend the next two weeks following up with this person that I know doesn't want me to work for them because I can feel it every time we talk. And I know they don't trust me. I know they're going to use somebody else, but I'm going to keep pushing, 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 only to not get the job. And then you've lost... X amount of time. You've lost a month of following up and feeling crappy about yourself. That's right. When from day one, the Holy Spirit was like, yeah, this one isn't for you. This one ain't right for you. This is somebody else. And that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. And that's okay. And like, but it's a, you create so much anxiety, yeah. so much fear, so much guilt, so much shame, so much embarrassment, so much, all the things that you're never meant to feel. And you sit in that for so long, it really becomes a part of your personality. And then as your mind focuses on that, you start to attract that. And that was where yep. I, you have to learn the difference. So yep. I would say that uh, we should talk about our mindset and our mindfulness and the way that we talk to ourselves. On the next episode. I think so. All right. That sounds good to me. Well, I can't wait to sit down and do this again. And um, I hope that this spoke to somebody because even if it only speaks to one person, that's it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it just to just to talk and catch up. And I'm glad that um, hopefully everybody knows that me and Brittany like still love each other. So um, <laughs> let's just let's just throw that out there. We ain't we ain't done. No, we ain't done. We're back together. I'm love back. you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.